welcome to the 9642 podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number 9. And this is The Fool. Your 96 best place to listen to... For 10 years. Yes. Yes. Um, for our 10th season of our mostly up-to-date... And unqualified. And unrequested. Ramblings of the various issues in the world of sport. Or something like that. Hello everyone, we are back to talk about football, the World Cup in fact, we are in the business end of the tournament, we've just had a super exciting round of 16 after the group stage and we're about to hit our quarterfinals. Um, Some big upsets in the round of 16, some dramatic games, what was your favourite moment on the round of 16? Well, round of 16... um... A lot of things. I, we were at the Spain-Switzerland game. Um, nice. That was nice. It was actually probably my more disappointing game that I watched, just because Switzerland was so poor. And I was just like, you may as yeah. well lost to us. We, If we were going to have Spain walk over someone, it, it could have been the football ferns. You know, at least then the crowd would have been super excited and it would have been fun. Um, yeah. But no, my, my, my highlight of the tournament so far has still been Japan. They just... Yeah, so so good, um, and just absolutely uh, blistering form and everything. It's just crazy how good they're being. Really, my favorite game of the round of sixteen was the Japan Norway game as well. It was like, especially when it was two all, uh, one all at the first yeah. half. It was an exciting back and forth game. But Hinata Miyazawa's winner, or not really winner, but third goal, which basically yeah. sealed the win. That was like a classic goal. It was so good. Yeah, and she's now top scorer in the tournament with five goals, uh, which is just crazy um, amount of goals. I'm sure she's up there to be considered like golden ball winner of oh, this tournament. So, well, uh, she pretty much is going to be. I don't think anybody else left in the tournament's close. Uh, I guess this game with Sweden will be close because the I forget her name, but the Swedish centre back who's been scoring all their goals will score three goals or four goals is the closest. Of the people left, I think so. Could go that way, but I don't really see Japan losing. Ditto here. So yeah. Japan play Sweden, and mm-hmm. I think it's. I don't want to dismiss every anyone's chances, but I think Japan are just too hot. Sweden are a team that are gutsy and they're going to be hard to beat. But mm. I don't think the usual tactics will work. But yeah, Japan have looked smooth and. A well-drilled machine, all tournament. Yeah, I think the thing here, it is interesting because it's sort of a, a clash of two different styles. Sweden have been making their way through with their, you know, solid defense and aerial presence at corners. And, yeah. And winning that way. Whilst Japan also been pretty good defensively, but, you know, it's about moving to the ball and pace and, and width and, and and through balls. So it's sort of yeah. two very different styles. Um I think the difference is, for me, is Japan's showing that they have a good tactical variance. They they can adjust. They're flexible on their on how they're playing, and it's minute changes. And the game against um, Norway sort of showed that. Like that first half, they looked frustrated. They'd got a goal. They had a goal scored against them. They sort of couldn't really break Norway down, um, and then they made just very minute changes in the second half and came out and just ran the ball a little bit further before um, 
looking for passes and and had two runners and things or three runners that they could go and Norway sort of yeah. had to commit to the to the runner and that's when the Japan started finding the space and they just cut through them so it was interesting they kept the game same game plan but just little little minute adjustments and it just right. made dividends and I think that's the bigger difference there and that's why Japan's going all the ways that they just can can adjust they, their game wait. style I, I'm inclined to agree with you. I'm always, I always think a team whose tactic is plan A, and and then when things are going badly, it's not that they switch to plan B. They go plan A but better. And yeah. like Japan is one of those teams. Um, yeah, exactly. Because they know their identity. They know they only have to make minute changes to make a better version of plan A for that situation. Mm. Like they don't give up on the philosophy. Um, now, the other game, we've got an afternoon game tomorrow as well. Spain versus the Netherlands at 1pm. Yeah. Um, despite losing three... Uh, I think, was it 4-1 to Japan? Spain, well, uh, Spain lost 4-0 to Japan. 4-0 to Japan, yeah. yeah. Uh, they are, they've been impressive for otherwise, this tournament, playing really well. Um, I mean, even that Japan game... They had the run of the game. Like Japan only had like thirty percent of the ball, and yes. Spain held the ball for great periods. It was sign of again so, Japan's good tactical things, but yeah. Spain have looked very good, and they looked excellent against Switzerland. Yes. So basically, yeah. we had Spain be playing Spain ball, which is doesn't matter what gender the players are and yeah, where yeah. they are and what happens. They've got an identity, yep. and they keep go using that identity. Um, so, but it's we know that the way you beat that ticka attack the seem like Spain seemed to very much play that 2010s, 2012 men's team version yeah. of ticka attack football. But the way you beat that is Mourinho ball with <laughs> quick counter. So here, Japan seemed to have this variation of Mourinho and Klopp ball put together. In, yeah, yeah. In, in, in a sense, because they press hard and they don't mind if the opposition have the ball. Um, the Netherlands have also played well, but I think the Spanish just have too much class for them. This is yeah. their first quarterfinal. Um, uh, I think Spain, um, that they're my pick to win that game. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm, I'm inclined to agree. I do feel that uh, Netherlands, it's, it's going to give them a very tough run. Like it's going to be yeah. super close. Yeah. The Netherlands, you say they've been playing really well, and they. They did hold the United States 1-1, though the United States, and I'm sure we can talk about that later, have been, were extremely poor this World Cup. So, but, yeah. I mean, the Netherlands are showing plenty of class. They were the defeated finalists of the last World Cup. I don't think they've had quite as good a run in between, but they look like, they do look like perhaps they're, they're coming back right again as they get to the business end of this, yeah. this tournament. Spain versus Netherlands is always a tough game. Doesn't matter mm. what gender. Those are two rivals. Doesn't matter teams, when. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a long history between these two countries. Um, mm. So there's a def there's a football rivalry on there as well, and there's also like strong relationships. You know. Yeah. Dutch football gets exported into Spain, blossoms into something else, and and so there's a long footballing history between the two. So these games are always interesting. Um, but like I agree, Spain I think are, ju are just going to make it. Um, then on Saturday, uh, 
uh, the 7 p.m. game, we've got Australia versus France. Mm -hmm. um, France have been great all tournament. Like, yeah. just fantastic team. Um, I, I genuinely like watching them play. I can't, uh, I can't imagine that they would uh, lose in the quarters, but they're up against Australia. It's home. It's a home game for them. I think Australia, like Sam Kerr, came on. Yeah, uh, I think she's ending a vacation. Yeah, I think Kerr's pretty much back to full fitness now. I she's gonna be difficult to, if she mm. if she starts and the crowd get behind them, they're gonna be yeah. difficult to beat. Yes. I'm going to make a bold prediction here. If there's a quarterfinal upset, I think it's this game. I think oh, yeah. Australia playing uh, in their uh, in Suncorp, you know, that's Fortress Suncorp. We're familiar with it as league fans. Yeah. We know what it's like. Um, so I can I can see Australia doing really well. Uh, I I'm I'm picking them to win that game. I'd Almost want to agree with you because it's going to be like the atmosphere in that stadium is going to be crazy. Yeah, you know, it's going to be full of Australian supporters willing them on and say, "Pretty sure Sam Kerr is back to pretty much full mm. fitness or as close to as as need be." Um, so yeah, I see Australia throwing everything at this, but this France team has been so impressive that I just I don't want to call it against them. I don't think it's going to be as easy as. Someone might think, but yeah, I just I have to call France because it's France and they've been yeah. playing so well. Like it's it's. I agree, but I think this is I think this is the only game where I can feel a upset. Uh, I actually think the next game, the England Columbia game, could could be an upset because the Colombian girls have been playing really well and they've got a lot to I... prove. So. I have been impressed by the Colombians. Um, mm. They're the last remaining team from the uh, Comnibol Confederation. Yeah. Um, the, so they have a lot to prove. I agree with you, um, but I, I think the Lionesses are just very, very strong. Um, whilst I would not be surprised if uh, Colombia won, I, I think I'm going to pick England for this one. Mm. I'm also going to pick England, but I just feel like this is another one that might... It's going to be very close. Um, and 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 I think I think I actually might go the extra time. I think you say the Lionesses will just have a little bit too much maybe in the tank just to, to edge it out. Um, though they haven't been quite as impressive as I was expecting. I mean, they've been good. Like, I'm not trying yeah. to say like they're not. They're I mean, good. I don't like... Colombia would be interesting because I mm. think they could put up a fight against yeah. Australia or France in the next round. I think England, I think, would quite, I think, are gonna lose to France if they were to face France in the final. And I think against right. Australia, like, we know that Australian oh. crowd is gonna give heaps if, to England. If Australia wins against France, Australia is making the final. Like, oh, 100%. There, there is no other, doesn't matter who it is on the other side, doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, the crowd at the semi-final for them will be so crazy um, that it will just will them on. Yeah, that's going to be in Sydney. Like, there's just no way it doesn't... Australia doesn't win that one if they beat France. Um, yeah. I, say, I, I think... And I think if France wins... 
Actually, I think it's close between either England or Colombia and then France. Like, I think you're right, France probably has England, and they probably should have Colombia as well, but I think the same happens if Colombia go through and face France, that I sort of feel like the Australians will get behind Colombia as well, just being the underdog and being... Yeah, and, yeah, and this, yeah. Their story about how they're treated back in their home country as well, and all that they've got to prove, and just everything around them sort of screams for being behind and, and supporting and just willing them on. So, um, but as I say, I think yeah. it will be an England France uh, semi final. And I actually think that will be, that will be a decided on penalties if that goes to there. I think either any other combination is a, is a game decided in regular time, one way or the other. But I think the England France one just is a stalemate. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, but yeah, it's gonna be a great weekend of football. I cannot wait. Premiership obviously starting this week as well, so yeah. we're gonna be absolutely inundated with uh, round ball games all week. Um, thrilled, absolutely gunning, uh, gunning for it. I uh, and it's gonna be a great weekend. It's gonna be be yeah, really good to say. Is that yeah? Premiership starting yeah. as well, so that's always a a good start got these uh, quarterfinals to play um, yeah it's, it's 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 a great weekend yeah. of, of football and it's been a great couple of weeks of football really with, with the World Cup yeah I think so too I think with this tournament it's shown how far women's football has come where mm. these teams these top seeded teams like your Canada's your Brazil's and the USA of course Everybody yeah. else has caught up to them. Everybody's um, gotten up to the level. Like, got, like Japan's always been good uh, at women's football, um, but mm. every team has slowly uh, cut around the world. Women's football is growing, which is great, and uh, we're seeing more and uh, more and more interest and more and more development. I think if countries where uh, you. You know, you are not traditionally seeing as much funding for football like Jamaica. Uh, they realize you get so much extra bang for your buck if you're investing in women's football now. You get yeah, this yeah. position uh, to come ahead. And while the game is growing and it's still like there's still margins to gain. Um, yeah. The, I, uh, I think it's the big thing as well. Like... USA has been so dominant for the last decade, really. Yes. Um, they won the previous two World Cups, and they were well touted of winning this one. The fact they've gone out is just um, amazing. Yeah. I mean, it is the number three side, Sweden, but Sweden hasn't looked like the number three side at this World Cup either. Um, yes. But they say, Germany was out. They were the number two. They went out at group stage. Canada's out. They were number seven. Brazil was out. I think they were number six. Like, that's... Group stage, there's three of the top ten out. You know, yeah. Four of them are out and by the time you get to the end of the round of sixteen. Well, more because Norway was out. Oh no, Norway was eleventh. But yeah, yeah. It's just. Um, and like even on a personal level, like I closely followed 
the Manchester United women's team last season. Mm. They came so close to winning the WSL. Obviously, Chelsea were just too good in the end, but they, yeah. you know, they played. They came second to Chelsea, and then they went to the final uh, in the FA Women's FA Cup against Chelsea and lost that as well. But yeah, all, you know, the first time, you know, for the first time ever, they beat the Manchester City women's team, which is like a, a huge watershed moment for like women's football at Manchester United especially like because we've had this team for years especially when like football women's football was banned in England Manchester United still had a women's team that still played um, and then like in the 2010s they disbanded it very controversially the fans have been you know pushing for them to get it back and then right, yeah. they eventually did it a few uh, five years ago, they decided to join the 21st century and have a women's team, so we're no <laughs> longer ashamed to show our faces. And, you know, it's I've been sort of following the team uh, back when Casey Stone uh, took over as the manager. Um, and they've made slow progress. I mean, I don't think the Glaziers fully believe in the women's team as a project, but I think they're great, and they've... The academy's brought in so many good uh, women's players, and you know, the proof is in the pudding. Like all that work, and we've come. Like I think Chelsea are still. They're the man. Women. Chelsea women's football are the Manchester City of women's football. Yeah, yeah. In England, unfortunately, um, they've won the last five, I believe. One, two, three, but four. Last five, four, the so. and then Arsenal won. Then Chelsea won the two before yeah. those. So I think yeah. though Manchester United. Um, could will push them close next season again and i i think even arsenal and manchester city are gonna be competitive with uh uh, with chelsea next season so i know it's not yet started but watch the wsl it's a fun league and Mm. i i think uh there's gonna be drama to come next season but of course chelsea will still win Yeah, so I haven't really started watching as much as I probably should, um, but I had kept abreast of the sort of news and stuff of it coming out. And but yeah, it does seem like a very, very competitive yeah, league, very interesting league, very skillful league as well. And I do notice that they get good crowds along, and and mm. you get if you pay attention to the news, you get you know it's not a a, a sideline concept; it's headlines. Yeah. It's it's main story coming out of this. Yeah. Chelsea and Manchester City do it properly. The yeah. teams are funded properly and they do incredible thing. You know, they're putting an incredible product on the field. Like Manchester United, like the galling thing was the women's team was playing in front of 40k a week before they were disbanded. Like for a women's team, that's an incredible crowd. Especially yeah, when yeah. you think about that era in yeah. like the early 2000s. Um, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Really, and just and disband that. So, just yeah. And so I think it's uh, uh, it's a you know we've unfortunately United have I don't you can't blame this on the Glaziers because this was done before they took over they just never did anything about it. Um, but yeah, the uh, the team are paying for the sins of the past. Unfortunately, uh, mm-hmm. well. But they're gonna have Champions League football next season. I mean, it can only go get better from here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Once you start, it's the the same as as 
the EPR app once if you get into the upper echelons and start getting that money in. If you get into Champions League football, you're getting you know high funding then. But you can as long as you and obviously Manchester United are a club that know how to do this. You know you can use that funding to to push yourselves along to bigger and better things. So absolutely, and the point as a, another good point for women's sport is that we're gonna have the WIPL next year which is officially now yes. the second highest paid women's sports league in the world oh, nice. overtaken the WNBA so it's second only to the WSL the English right. Football League yeah, yeah. oh that's women's good football league. Yeah. so they uh, that's gonna be a huge shot in the arm for women's cricket around the world and as I said, I think both women's football, women's cricket, you get so much extra, ba- and women's rugby as well. You get yeah. so much extra bang for your buck when you invest in those sports. Yeah. Like in uh, Mexico and Brazil, the women's players are getting paid more than the men's players, cricket-wise, that is. Yeah. Um, because they just, you know, you're able to attract so much extra talent and, you know, for not that much extra investment for cricket. Um, and in football, you're you know there's still all these opportunities. I mean, we've loved the football ferns for ages here in New Zealand, but you know I can I can imagine a day when we Bangladesh has a great women's football team, India, mm. you know, all obviously like Bangladesh's women's cricket team has come leaps and bounds since our yeah, last yeah. World Cup as well. Um, obviously, New Zealand, the black ferns are really really uh, uh, the uh, the, uh, the black friends are really, really good. Um, but everyone, uh, you know, the women's cricket is also closing up. Women's, women's football, the competition's closing up. This can only be good for, like, both sports. That, exactly. You know, half, half the people on the planet are being involved in the product, not just... How could you ever yeah. think that was a bad idea? Like, it's like, you're a whole half the people here. Hmm. Yeah, and it's like the Bluey effect, right? Australians talk about the, they, you know, it's their stories. When you hear, when they watch Bluey, they're like, oh, stuff that's interesting on TV just doesn't happen in America and the UK. It happens here in Australia as well. Yeah, yeah. When you watch, and like, you know, women look at them, look at football players, you know, watch people like Megan Rapinoe and, you know, Hinata Miyazawa, uh, earlier generations, Marta, Mia Hamm. You know, mm. uh, they're all, you know, it gives them this aspirational figures like they can be on the pitch. They don't just have to be on the sideline or make the spread at the end of the game infamously. Uh, as every good rugby speech ends with, right? Yeah, yeah. Now you can thank the lads in the kitchen instead of the ladies in the, the kitchen. The lads in the kitchen, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think we, we mentioned, was it the, at the beginning of this year with the last year wrap or the end of last year about... How last year was sort of a a, a woman's a year, a woman's, yeah. yeah, for women's sport, and I think this year is really doubling down on that and just yeah. showing that because I was driving to work this morning and there was you know ad on the radio about the Black Ferns playing, I think it's coming up in a couple of weeks' time, and you know that was that was the ad attacked on like oh yeah by the way you know there's a the curtain raiser is a NPC game but. It was very much the women's, you know, the Black Ferns was the the team that was the, the central bit. And that's the bit they're going to go play at, you know, in Hamilton at um, FMCG Waikato. So, 
which is the reason size stadium so it sounds like they'll get a good crowd there as well and it's like not a world cup not anything just a just the standard rugby matches so and they're also starting to get those you know that's 15s match just as a standard standalone match which is something yeah and go back five years and this wouldn't have happened yeah i think eventually if we have we should have a women's rugby championship for our southern hemisphere teams maybe run concurrently with the men's maybe even yeah. a shared table how cool would that be like, that'd be cool like it just incentivizes both all the countries to invest in women's mm. rugby and i will the i'm not taking a dig because all the, i think all our southern hemisphere countries do invest heavily yeah. in women's rugby and do and they're well developed but you know if they're also competing for a shared trophy like best rugby country like you have a combined table for men's and women's that's just gonna intensify everything right yeah it's that'll be quite um, interesting and i i at least the women's having a women's uh, rugby championship i don't think it'd be too far off um yeah it'd just be a matter of organizing it per se all four I, countries i think something i think something similar could be done in new zealand with super smash yeah. 20s and even like the hundred because they're played together like the women's and men's are played concurrently and the hundred's been so huge for women's cricket mm. you could easily have like a shared table like men's and women's result that means every franchise yeah. is incentivized to you know sp- to make sure both their teams are good instead of like yeah. having a crappy women's franchise or you know crappy men's a... franchise and a good women's franchise you know they will yeah. equally develop uh, you know and it's people you know, your men sport fans will go see the women's one because their results are important to the final yeah. table. Imagine doing that in the um, EPL as well. Yeah, expand the, the WSL. And that's oh, just you just table. want Chelsea to win every year. That's <laughs> Hey, if that's the way we get championships, I'm all in. The problem is the Fair men's enough. team would be dragging the women's team down. That is true. The men's city would be... Men's city would win. Yeah, That's just actually, what would happen. Unfortunately, ma- <laughs> you want Manchester ma- City to win more. Actually, you make a good point. Maybe we shouldn't um, combine. That way, Chelsea women keep winning and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I didn't think that far enough through. Yes. Think harder. <laughs> think harder. Oh, yeah, that's right. Just means City's going to win more. Damn. Because realistically, like I think that's last year is like a well, don't worry, Shedman for Manchester United. They're not really as good as City, I don't think. Yeah, squad wise. But we'll see. It's a new year, a new season. Everything will come, and it's going to be a great weekend of everything mm-hmm. round ball. Obviously, there's some great rugby league as well. <clears throat> oh yes, go coming up. Go the Waz. Up the Waz. The was and down in Hamilton this week, right? Against the Tigers, said they down, down in Hamilton. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a big Waikato crowd to go watch the games. Mm-hmm. Um, and the was look. This is where this is the time when the was are at the top end of the table and we're leading into about to qualify for playoffs. Then that is when everybody in New Zealand becomes a bandwagon. Was well, look, the bandwagon's empty. We've got heaps of space. Everyone, jump in. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. This is let's go. Like this is the way to be a Warriors fan. You know, they're winning. Yep. You jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. When they're losing, you're still on the bandwagon, but you know, you're on the losing bandwagon. Yes. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. So, before the season starts, every warrior, every person in New Zealand is like, the warrior is going to win this year. Of course. Of course. So, yeah, 100%. And then like, oh, no, 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 people Rebuilding get it. off the bandwagon slowly, and then, oh, they've made it back. Like, 2011 is the classic year, right? Because <laughs> the they kept year. going up and down the table. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. It was, there was plenty of, of people jumping on and off that bandwagon. Might as well have had a revolving door. Oh, yeah. Some sort of escalator system, I don't know. Absolutely. But it promises to be a great weekend I hope every all of you stay safe um, enjoy yep. yourselves whatever code of football or other sport you may enjoy mm -hmm. um, other, but that's all from us here um, thanks very much for listening and look forward to hearing from you next time see you next time Well, that is the end. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you liked what you heard, be even more. Find Six Four Two Discord and a Buy Me a Coffee. Pretty sure it's Buy Me a Beer. Oh yeah, Buy Me a Beer on BuyMeACoffee.com. In both these places, you can talk to us, and we may even listen. Especially if you do buy a said beer or coffee, I might still be confused. Yes, we're easily bribed. All links are in the show notes below. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This is on YouTube. <laughs>